As season one of the Back Yourself podcast comes to an end, I'd like to take a moment to thank everyone who's downloaded our episodes and had a listen. We really appreciate it. If there are any guests you would like me to talk to or any different topics you would like me to talk about, please get in contact with us via our social media. Season two of the Back Yourself podcast will be back in 2020. Hey guys, Matt from Back Yourself Fitness here and welcome to another, and when I say another, the final episode of the Back Yourself Fitness podcast uh, for season one. So by the time this comes out, it'll be the very, very back end of December. This is the final episode of season one, like I said. Uh, I'm going to take a few weeks off and then come back with all new guests, all new topics to keep punching through 2020. Uh, before we begin, I would like to say a massive thank you for uh, having a listen to the product I've been pumping out. Uh, I appreciate it, first of all, and it's been good exposure and good feedback from the guests that I've had on as well. Um, so if you haven't already, please subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Um, if you haven't already, also jump back and listen to the previous episode where I talked to Bo from Retune Massage. And it's it's a cool little chat hearing um, his story coming from playing footy and being a chippy to moving into the world of uh, remedial massage or remedial therapy, I should say. Um, so if you haven't already, jump back and have a listen to the previous episode. But today's episode, I have zero things planned. No notes. I've done zero preparation uh, because I'm actually not asking the questions. Sam's going to ask the questions. He is here and he is running the show. And this is where I'm going to hand over the duties to him. And he is now running the Back Yourself podcast. Ooh, mate. Big, big responsibility to fill. There we go. It's, uh, it's good to be back. Good to be back. First time running the show? Yeah. I'm trying to think how long ago it was when I was last on. It was one of the first. It would have been June, if not July. Yeah, geez. So, yeah, five, six months ago. It's been it's been a while. You've had a lot of guests on since then. Yeah, it's been good. I like it's. It was funny. I I went through stages of oh, fuck. Who am I going to talk to? And then go through stages of I'd have three or four lined up. Yep, keen. Let's do it. Yep, keen. Like I've sent out messages to people and they've never got back to me because it was just an Instagram reach out. Mm. But yeah, the the uh, I find I found a lot of local guys were like yep. Excuse me, sweet, let's do it. So yep. it's been good. Has that kind of domino effect, hey? And you get one person and then you know other people hear about it and kind for of grows sure. and for sure. Gets bigger and bigger. So hopefully next year it'll be even more momentum and that's it. Get some more people in. Exactly like if if I it's I don't know, social media is an interesting thing, but the more people that are posting about it and the more not reputation, but the more people see it, mm. yeah, okay, cool. And then we build and build and build and mm. See what happens. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, as I am uh, running the show today, I've mm-hmm. got a few questions lined up. Um, yeah. Mainly, the, I guess, I was thinking about it before, and I guess the thing that I want to get out of it is to, I guess, pick your brains a little bit. Sure. Being the man behind Back Yourself. Yeah, and right. Find a little bit out, find a little bit about why you started it, mm-hmm. and I guess, I guess um, reflecting on the last few years and okay um i guess the future as well so a few different angles and also i mean your life before back yourself mm-hmm. and, and 
Well, a few things. So I've got some questions. Um, we'll pretty much jump straight into the, the deep end today. Cool. Um, How much money do I know? <laughs> pretty much the big, the big stuff. Zero. Um, yeah, if you want to get into PT, guys, don't, don't do it for the money. Absolutely I'm telling not. telling you that now. Do it for the gray hairs. In the early mornings. Yeah. All right. So first question I have is, where did it all begin prior to back yourself? And what were you doing before your life? as a business owner mm-hmm. and for those of that aren't aware please uh please shed some light on your previous life as a band member and a singer. <laughs> okay so, one big question but do your best so um what was the first part i've already forgotten the first part of the question so you're useless uh, thank you where did it all begin where did it all begin yeah so right. i um i was from a fitness standpoint uh i was always active um i was playing basketball four or five times a week um, and uh, where I was training was out of someone's house, the bloke, a bloke's house um, at Aspley. Uh, and I, I was taken there by one of my friends. And I was just there regularly, like, you know, four times a week, three, four times a week, something. And he had a few pieces of equipment under the house and like fitness things set up and whatever. And uh, I would just kind of get there half hour before it started. And I'd like, I'd go for a run and do the do the class or do the little group PT or whatever and he was looking to expand so he was moving into an actual space hmm. and um, he pulled me aside and said if I paid for your courses would you work for me really and I was like fucking yeah, yeah well let's do it for sure like because to answer the second question I was pouring beers like hmm. I was working in pubs and nightclubs and stuff and it was shit hmm. so to have an offer like that, and I was like, "Yeah, what a what a great guy." Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was it was an opportunity that I grabbed with both hands and fucking ran with. Mm. Like, I and I've said it before. I, I haven't looked back since mm. then. Like, I've never gone. Is this right for me? I don't know if I want to do it. Like, I'm I have never had that thought. It's like this is what I want to do. Mm. And here we are. Yeah. Fast forward another what I mean, six years now from when I was there, or possibly in seven years. It's like I haven't even I've never second guessed running my gym yeah. or running our gym I should say yeah um, so yeah. Wait, wait let's uh, rewind so you were pouring beers yep and and was that when you were in your band as well yes so I had the worst of worst lifestyles so I work <laughs> all my jobs were nighttime jobs um, so I'd work uh, my last bar I was working at. I was working like Friday night, Saturday night. That would be my working week. But I'd still, like part-time hours, I'd still finish with 25 hours-ish for the week. Mm. But, you know, starting work at five o'clock in the Arvo, finishing work at five o'clock the next morning. That's crazy, yeah. Catch, I didn't drive, so I'd catch the train home and like just fucking hate life and mm. wake up on Sunday and not know what my name was kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it was It was horrible. But yeah, playing in a band as well, so... Um, I played in a band for 10 years um, you were the singer? yeah I was yeah. a singer apparently uh, <laughs> I was a troublemaker so Did you have a different voice back then? Or? what are you trying to say? No. <laughs> um, this is all I had uh, so once again I didn't drive so for me I was like this is fucking sick I could turn up I drink beers I sing like carry on a little bit this is this is awesome like, was, and you went you went like coast to coast just you know, around yeah. Brisbane so we well, there was we started as the covers band 
so if you don't know much about the, I guess the music side of things, um, pulling the curtain back, covers are where the money's made, mm. but they're also hard, hard work gig wise. Mm. So our cover gigs would go for four hours and then you got to add travel on top of that, a good hour and a half setup, and then say about an hour or so pack down and then travel home. Yeah. So it's a fair chunk of work, but they're the better paying things. Your own music, it's more rewarding, but it's like it's less money. Like you'll play gigs for zero dollars. Yeah. And you know the amount of hours you pump into writing and practicing and rehearsing and mm. then recording on top of that's another expense and promoting and selling tickets and all that. But I mean, we started playing covers in country pubs. Really? Like I was fifteen. Wow. So I was the youngest. The other guys were 16, which is not much older. So you were in school. Yeah. In your band. Yeah. And I, we would, I'll never forget, our first gig we played was at the Tingalpa Hotel. Like it was like a trial gig. Wow. And we only, we only had to play 10 songs. And they were just your generic Brown Eyed Girl, yeah. Wonderwall, fucking dumb thing. Yeah. Like just pub rock stuff. Then our first gig we went to was Bundaberg. Oh, really? Bundy? Yeah, out Bundy. And we played to two people. And we're like, this is fucking sick. Public like, crowd. Yeah, we're like <laughs> drinking and we thought we were mad and whatever. And then we went to, I'll never forget the first weekend, we played in King Arroy. Yeah, so, rough. Mate, it's an, it's another world out in King Arroy. So <laughs> Get bashed. We, almost, we ended up running King Arroy. Like, we would get, we would do gigs there every month. <laughs> so we knew everyone. I walked in there at 15 the other guys are 16 the publican at the bar didn't know us from a bar of soap uh, we walked in he's like oh g'day boys how are you went to the security guard Brad uh, grab these boys a carton of whatever they want and show them up to their room upstairs it was one of those old pubs with yeah, the rooms. rooms upstairs and we're just like holy shit the, this is the best the kings of King Arroy yeah so <laughs> it was just and we played there Saturday Sunday night so you play Friday night you get loose go crazy, whatever. And he had all Saturday to fuck around. And in King Arroy, there's not much to do besides you wake up, go get a feed, go kick a footy. Get pissed. Get pissed. That's <laughs> pretty much how it unfolded. That's crazy. Um, so from there, it kind of evolved. Because you, you actually had a... What was your band called? Um, so the cover version was Mr. Internationals. Okay. And then the originals was Machinery Hill. Machinery, okay, cool. Yeah. And we like we put, like obviously the better we got, the closer to Brisbane we got. So we played at all the Gilhooli pubs. Mm. So like we played at Chermside Gilhooli's when it was still open. Yeah. And we were playing, and it was like a school reunion. Like we were only at that time, I think we were one year out of school or two years out of school. So everyone we knew came down and got pretty wild, and and yeah, it, it was looking back man, it was it was a fun time yeah I bet but it was also a bit of a fuck around like yeah. hindsight's a wonderful thing but it, it was fun I wouldn't really change mm. those times you know but yeah that was so how yeah so you transitioned from being in a band yeah surely there was a, a day where you were like I can't do this forever for sure and what, I, what made you realise that was it lack of money or the lifestyle uh, it, I remember the conversation I had with everyone because I was the one who pulled the pin first. Uh, so myself, our bass player and drummer had been together since year 10. 
So we'd been, we started as covers and we'd worked through, done originals, we'd lost two guitarists, got two new guitarists in, done film clips, done big gigs, did the EP, the album, single launches. Like we played with Dale Braithway, we played with the Potbellies. Wow, big big time. Yeah, we played at the Calandra Music Fest. Um, So like we'd done all that and we released the album and you know, we, you put so much effort into it and you're like, yes, I'm done. And I never really wanted to do the album because I knew how much it was going to cost. And we, like, my thinking was let's let's only do, like, EPs and singles. So if our songs aren't good enough for an album, we won't have to do it, you know what I mean? We mm. kind of had 15 songs that were our original songs then we put 10 on the album or something. Yeah, so right. we didn't really have a massive range of songs to choose from. So that was my thinking. Anyway... It got to a point like we're ten years in, and I was just fucking done. Like, ten years is a long time. Physically, like the physical toll of singing for four hours is massive. Like cover wise, originals was fun, but the taxing thing for originals was we we're practicing twice a week at night, mm. um, which didn't phase me so much. But all the other boys were tradies, so we'd practice like seven till ten or seven till eleven during the week. And we'd just all be fucked come the Mm. end of it. And then on top of that, you've got to promote your own gigs. You've got to organize other bands to play. You've got to organize venues. You've got to organize ticket sales. You've got to make sure people are there. You've got to think about a show that's going to be engaging enough to keep people watching and listening. And Mm. I was just like, stressful, man, I'm fucking, I can, I'm done. Like we've been at it for 10 years and I feel like we're in the same spot, except we've just got these things to show for it. You know what I mean? We're not, not necessarily we're making some money but not money so I was like this isn't not we're investing more time and money in than we're getting getting out of it out so and it kind of fell perfectly because myself and our bass player are are very on the same page like he's one of my best mates and he was getting married so he I called our drummer and I was like hey I'm done and he's like doing everything he's like no no we'll do this we'll do this and I was like mate I'm done and then spoke to the bass player and he's like I'm glad you said something because I was feeling the same way so Mm. the writing was on the wall a little bit but yeah for me it just kind of run its course and Mm. I I miss it but I don't miss the the amount of work that had to go into it I think a lot of people probably see like the highlights of you know a musical career and for sure the good part of it but no one realizes the the shit hard work that goes into it mate people would come along to like our original gigs we played at the zoo in the valley and we'd put on this fucking great show and all our mates were there I was like yeah sick fucking high five let's go out after this yep cool and then oh I've got to pack down and put all the shit in the cars uh-huh. and the guys whose cars they were it's like alright now we've got to go park them in somewhere that aren't going to get towed and then we'll go out so it's like after yeah. the gig finishes it's an hour and a half later then we're going out didn't have your roadies to do it all for nah, you nah <laughs> we never made that that level of uh, gig where we had people to pack our shit up I think it's yeah it's such an interesting lifestyle it would be so hard to make it mm. I think you'd have to be extremely special for sure and like and lucky luck big time mm. and then like with all Triple J and Triple J on Earth and like Spotify and um, SoundCloud and all that kind of stuff like there is more avenues for you to get your stuff out there that's more competitive yeah exactly like I can name four or five bands from Triple J that were pumping eight years ago 
and you don't hear anything from them yeah, now. Yeah. So even the guys, like, end of fashion, what happened to them? Like, they won a, a million Arias and won the hottest 100. Mm. But where are they now? Gone, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what are the guys from Jet doing? Yeah, true. And then we can go even more local, like Hungry Kids of Hungry. I don't even know if you... Yeah, I've heard of them. But... Yeah. So that's Doldo's cousin's old band. Really? Yeah. Or any, things like that. So you could be good... You could have a great song, but longevity-wise, it, yeah, kinda, you need to have a backup plan. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. All right. Sweet. Well, it was good to uh, good to hear about that part of your life. <laughs> Things have changed since then. They have. Um, all right. Cool. So we've moved from that into so you started your training, you did your qualifications, mm-hmm. and then fast forward a little bit, you got to the stage where you were like, all right, I'm going to start my own business mm-hmm. so back yourself came to your mind what was the reason behind starting it and since then six seven years now mm. how has that viewpoint changed or is it still what you want it to be is it uh yes so i can honestly say that the vision for back yourself fitness hasn't changed and as the business has evolved I've made sure my ethics and idea of what the business is when it first or was when it first started has stayed the same. Um, what made me start my own business? Um, probably, well, to be honest, probably a little bit of naivety. Going, yeah, yeah. sweet, I'm gonna start my own business. Yeah. Not knowing any of the back end shit that goes with it. Straight in the deep end. Yeah, but I came to. Uh, I had a conversation with I think another trainer and I was working at the other guy's gym and uh, at that point I was running majority of their group classes so like 8 to 10 groups a week and a couple of PTs on the side and you know that was my be all and end all like I wanted to make this great and the product they offered great and then I was talking to someone about it and they said um like I'm not going to use names, but the amount of effort that you're putting into this product, is this person going to put the same amount of effort into you? Mm. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's a good question. Mm. Because that's deep. then I, I kind of thought about it and I was like, okay, cool. I'm running most of the groups here. So majority of the clients that were his, I was training in, just in a group environment. And then that's not a bad thing. Mm. And training my PT clients on the side. I was like, fuck, I'm putting a lot of effort, like spreading a lot of effort across the board here. So nothing's really getting my whole attention. So I said to him, I was like, hey man, like this is what I'm thinking. Um, I want to take a step back from here and I want to focus more on here. And there was that, not pushback, but that meant he had to work out more what was going to happen with the groups. But, you know, my rent changed because of that because I was doing less work for the house business um, but then yeah the focus became purely the product that I offer and then I could fine tune the things that I wanted to fine tune you know so that that was the the conversation I had with someone I was like fuck that's true like I'm putting a lot of effort in and it's the same with my clients now like I would like to think I put heaps of effort in mm. and I, I want that same effort in return because yeah. I want people to be successful. So So it was kind of like, why am I putting this evidence in someone else's business for their benefit when it could just be mine? Correct. So I, like, in my mind, I'm very, 
even when we look to expand and we will I want to be like in the trenches doing the work you know what I mean like yeah I want to for yourself and myself like we're working together and if it's me running all the groups that's cool like this is that's what it's going to take for me to get this business to where I want it to be and like I don't want you or another trainer to ever feel like that I'm burdening you guys with extra work because like that's just my work ethic and yeah this is my baby at the end of the day and I'm going to put the effort into it to yeah to make it as successful as I can be so yeah so yeah cool. um so kind of switching to more your own training I guess yourself and yep. all good trainers and coaches I know generally have a good way of training themselves and a good mentality and stuff so how, how do you train yourself um, and manage keeping time for yourself in such a selfless job like being a personal trainer um, that's a great question Thank how you. do I <laughs> high five um, how do I train myself so uh, I would like to think that my mindset around training is ever evolving mm. you sh- like I, I never claim to know everything about everything and um, I always try and find things that I'm shit at and I have a lot of things that I'm shit at and not try and be awesome at them but try and improve on those things. So I've done things like strength programs. At the moment, I'm doing like a more Pilates-based program. I've done things where it's like I'm going to flog myself yeah. four or five days a week. So it all, it all depends on what kind of mindset I'm in. At the moment, coming into the back end, I'm trying to not overly stress my body because fuck it's that time of year you know what i mean like i don't want to fry myself i just don't have the energy there Mm. so that's where this working in more pilates kind of way makes me think more about how my body is working rather than how many reps have i done how much weight am i doing um i also get bored easily too yeah so i i i need to keep myself mentally stimulated so i'll see jimmy the guy who um does boxing with me yeah keeps it fresh because I'm shit at it. Um, this These programs that I'm following at the moment, I do that because... Movie stuff. Yeah. I need to um, I need to work on those things because I very quickly learned that I shouldn't even be doing back squats or deadlifts because I can't control my body. You know? Yeah. Um, how do I stop from... Or how do I stop being complacent? That's a hard question hmm. because it's... It's very, very hard and you would know and any other trainer would know if you've got an hour break at the gym, what are you going to do? Are you Are going to sit around for an hour? Are you Are going to clean or are you going to train? Yeah. So it's very hard to not get complacent. It's like, oh, I'll just, I'll quickly write this session up and yeah. then I'll go back and do this set or I'm just going to, I'll just run the vacuum over this section and then I'm going to, you know, so you find yourself um, cheating a little bit. Mm. So I like, like today I'm going to go to Good Life for a swim. Yeah, I've got to travel to get there, so I've got to put the effort into fucking doing something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I find if I don't have a plan in place, I could just write down like notes like I have here. I will do that. Mm. If I go cool, what do I feel like doing today? I'm fucked. I got no chance. So you need you need a goal for sure. It's kind of why you did like that. Your half um, half marathon. Half yeah. Things to work towards. Yeah. 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 So that's uh, that's. It is the catch-22 of being a PT. You, let's say you do 50 sessions a week and you train yourself on top of that. Are you going to be able to put the same effort into yourself? Yeah. You know? That kind of leads into my next question. 
Um, cause a few years ago you mentioned that you had, or you experienced adrenal fatigue mm-hmm. and I know you told me you were doing like hundred sessions a week or something ridiculous. Mm. So, uh, how did it get to that level and, and how did you overcome that? And was that because you were giving too much to other people and, and not looking after yourself as much or was that you just working too much? What do you think? Um, I think like in hindsight, again, I was probably overstressing my body. Mm. So I have this wonderful ability to overthink things and Mm -hmm. just run circles in my head. And that's why I make notes and make lists so I can just get it out of my head. Mm. But, you know, going back to that little bit of naivety of starting your own business, you move out into the big bad world of now you're paying rent and you're signed to a lease and like these bills are mandatory on these days. No ifs, ands or buts. No matter how successful or unsuccessful your business is, this is happening. So going through the fuck how many clients have I got this week am I going to be able to pay bills okay I've got this amount of clients alright that means I'm this many hours here and I'm trying to train myself and like it was just a whole lot of things that were just I was just frying myself um, and it was it took its toll because I was just fucked yeah. like energy levels fucked like I could get to a point when I was I, and when you're at HealthWorks like when I was exercising Let's take chin-ups. I could go one, fine, two, fine, three, yep, four, physically couldn't move. Like really? my body would hit a point and go, that's actually enough. So they actually said it was adrenal fatigue? Yeah. And what, what even is that? So adrenal fatigue is like your fight or flight. Hmm. Or your adrenals are your fight or flight. Um, so they deal with things like stress, um, you know, how your body reacts to certain situations and bits and pieces like energy levels all those things yeah. but adrenals have direct effects on um, like hormone production um, and things like like things like building muscle and mm. how your body processes fat and all that kind of stuff yeah. so it's a slippery slope once you get on it yeah. and then the the um, the super advanced version is you struggle to get out of bed to walk to the letterbox kind of thing yeah like, shit. you're not bedridden but you you definitely hit that point of I've yeah. just slept ten hours and I'm so tired. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. You just had to just step back and, and chill out for a bit. Yeah, yeah. I just being more aware, kind of thing. And like it's an ever not not ever but ongoing process of letting shit go. Yeah, and I uh, all of my internal stresses. Is because I want what's best either for whoever I'm training, for you as a trainer, for me as a trainer, for the business itself, for how the house looks, mm. like if we're doing renos, for I just want the what's best and like I'm always striving for that yeah. kind of thing. So it's a very, it's a positive thing because you use those motivation. Mm. It's a negative thing because it's a very unhealthy mindset. Yeah. And I think like as a, as a person in our, our job, in order for us to give our best, we have to kind of look after our own sanity and our own health. And For sure. You know, sometimes smashing yourself day in, day out and not getting enough sleep means that you can't go and train people and you can't be the person you need to be for your clients at 5.30 in the morning. You mm. know? Like you need to kind of have that selfishness a little bit yeah. in order to be selfless and then give to people. For That's sure. That's what I've found. And 
sometimes you got to hit a wall maybe to realize that. Yeah, it's it's tough because like I put more pressure on myself than I put on anyone else. Mm. So even if I'm feeling like shit, it's like, come on, dickhead, up you get. Yeah. Time to go. Yeah. And I get so in, like this. I can count on one hand the amount of times I've fallen back asleep after my alarm's gone off mm. in the past seven years. Yeah. But every time that's happened, I've been so filthy at myself, <laughs> like for letting that happen. It's like, no, you're better than this. Yeah. This is what you expect of yourself. So I remember it happened to me once and I had my alarm on quiet or something and woke up and I just had like five messages from five different clients being like, where are you? Mm. <laughs> I was like, having the best sleep ever. I was yeah. like, oh my God, I'm never doing that again. The worst is I, I would get the... You're, you're kind of just laying there half asleep and you're like, I feel refreshed. And then you kind of open Hang your on. eyes and you see like, see the holy sunlight. fuck, it's bright. Yeah. It's like, oh no, yeah. what time is it? Uh, yeah, it's... Um, even now towards the back end of the year, fuck, getting up at 4.30 or 5 o'clock every day, it uh, it just takes mm, its toll. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not being selfish, but fuck, I would just love to get up at 6.00. Yeah, makes just, a difference, hey? Just give that extra hour of sleep, you know, like just to recharge the batteries. Yeah. Keep you mentally fresh, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a never-ending challenge, I think, trying to, trying to get enough sleep and mm. train yourself and For sure. still have the energy to then, you know, push other people. And that's, that's the thing you think about, okay, if we take an office worker, all they need to worry about is they go and do their role, they work for someone else, they're getting paid the same amount regardless of how many things they do on that day. Mm. Um, sure, their work might be stressful for deadlines and all that kind of stuff, but after that, they go into a completely indifferent, uh, different environment and they exercise. Yeah. For us, we are in an exercise environment and how much work we do in that day will directly affect how much we get paid. Yeah. And then we've got to turn our mindset from helping someone else to okay, now it's time for me to focus on myself. Yeah. Could I actually be fucked yeah. doing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's very mentally taxing. Yeah, and even like, I know a lot of people will start work early and stuff, and, mm. but with us, it's different. We start at 5.30 or 5 a.m. and mm. we've got to be like ready. Like, we've got to be the one that's motivating and for sure. you know on it at, as soon as we walk in the door. Yep. Because you'll have five people, six people walk in and be like, oh, geez, I'm tired. Yeah. Like, Fucking, well, I'm great. Yeah, and you're not the one that's like, oh, I've had a shit week. Oh, I'm feeling shit. Yeah. I know there's definitely personal trainers that, that whinge about themselves, but yeah. you can't be that person. Absolutely you know, not. You've got to be the stronger one. Mm. And it's like very much like a tradie. You know, someone who's a carpenter, they work five days a week for themselves or someone else, and mm. then they want to do renos on their own house. And yeah. how long do those renos take on their own house? Because it's just like, oh, I've just worked all week doing yeah, this shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, now I've got to spend my free time doing the same thing. Yeah. So yeah. it's, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Do you do any mindfulness or meditation that helps you with that? Yes. Um, so I, well, meditation, no. Sometimes I'll do like a stretch or yoga session. And I'm a big advocate for just get on YouTube and type in beginner yoga workout. And like everyone's got a smart TV or if you don't, you've got a fucking iPad or tablet. Just watch along and follow along with Mm. a 15, 20 minute program. You'll feel so much better. Mm. But mindfulness 
I find like I'd use my running for that. Yeah. Because I'd always go to like a waterfront. Yeah. Or like when I go for a swim, I'll use that as my own time. Hmm. Um, but things where I can keep my mind active, but I'm not actually doing anything. So like I'll play FIFA or whatever. Yeah. And that sounds like, oh, you're being lazy. I was like, no. It's your own time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm keeping my mind active without actually thinking about work yeah. at all. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about, why the fuck didn't you do, like, why didn't you kick it there instead of yeah. kicking it here? Like, yeah, yeah. It's just stupid things like that. So do I wake up and stretch every day or wake up and dedicate 15, 20 minutes to yoga every day? No. But I make sure um, I find time for myself. Yeah. And I'm one of those weirdos that I could quite happily not talk to anyone. Mm. Like, I'm happy to sit there with my headphones on and, just chill. I don't have to talk to anyone. I can just sit and do my own thing. Mm. So even going for a drive, like mm. as silly as that sounds, like yeah. I'll enjoy listening to music and just yeah. not talking and not being on essentially. Yeah. So Because it's such a, a stressful lifestyle, you know, and, and you got to be on all the time. So I think if you can have something that, you know, de-stresses you or allows your mind to switch off for a little bit, it helps for sure. a lot. And with me, like I need that, like I'm, um, I'm weird like my girlfriend always says I need to have my own time and kind of be away from people just to recharge yeah. and, and like yeah like a lot of people think that you know as a PT you're, you're always like the one that's you know social and you're mm. personable and sometimes like you need to be but sometimes it's good to have that for sure that quiet place and you know chill out and recharge the batteries definitely and I think um it's it's not being rude when you say you don't want to be around anyone. It's you know when like sometimes when you're tired and you realise how loud things are. Do you ever get that feeling? Like yeah. if you're in a food court or someone's talking really loud, you're like, Fuck you're loud. Yeah. yeah. That's what it that's what it gets like. And that's where I go, right, I just need to separate myself and listen to a podcast or yeah. sit in silence and yeah. or watch mind numbing T V like Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not me being lazy. It's I'm doing it to switch off. Yeah, it's funny yeah. that you said running though, because so many people associate running as being like a stressor, mm. something that's hard. Nah. But once you get to a good level, it's like a it's a weird thing. Hey, you get into this like state mm. where it's relaxing and your brain wanders. And for sure, I remember when I was training for the marathon, I was I would go on like a twenty k run, and it was like you'd be relaxed. Yeah, you'd be thinking about stuff. And all of a sudden, you've been running for like two hours. And yeah. it's like, how did that even happen? <laughs> exactly. And like, I would strategically do my runs there and back. Yeah. So, like, it wasn't I was running a loop or... Oh, that's... You can't do that. No. Nah, or like, treadmill running. That's nah, the worst. Man, 5Ks on the treadmill, I can run relatively... I'm not going to say easy, but naturally. Yeah. 5Ks on the treadmill fucking sucks. Yeah. Because you sit there and you're watching the numbers tick. Yeah. And you're looking at the same stuff. It's so robotic. I was like, oh, Christ. Like, when I go for a run, like, along the waterfront, I got my headphones in with music on. I've got my tracker on, so it tells me every K, you know, how fast I'm going or my projected finish or whatever. So mm. I'm working towards something. Mm. But I, like you said, I can let my mind wander. Mm. And then if my body starts going, oh, I'm actually starting to fatigue a little bit, then I come back to my body and go, all right, how are my feet hitting the ground? How, mm. What are my knees doing? What are my hips doing? Mm. And try and focus on that. And before you know it, it's like, I feel good again. Yeah. Like you're occupying your brain yeah, and stuff. That's it. So, yeah. I When people go, oh, running, 
I'm like, well, running's not that bad. Like, yeah. Yeah, I. Some people's coping mechanisms. Yeah. Not everyone's got different ones, but some I'm sure you'd see it too. It's like, why are you complaining about this? Like, is this yeah. is this actually hard, or are you just saying that to make it mentally easier? Yeah. You know, th- things like that. Yeah. But yeah, running. I like. I have no problem running. Yeah. Know, it's. Yeah, you put me in a pool, like I do 10 laps of a 25 meter pool. You're dead. I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, something's never been relaxing for me. Yeah, but once again, it's something I'm not great at, so I'm going to try and do more Work of it. On it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right, next one is a little bit deeper. Cool. So, what motivates you and continues to drive you, I guess, with the business? And with your training and I guess, why do you get up every morning? Why do I get up? Um, I'll start from the end and work backwards. Why do I get up? So I wouldn't have started in this industry. I wouldn't have started my own business and I wouldn't have expanded my own business and brought you in and tried to build on the product if I didn't genuinely want to help people. So like I said a few minutes ago, like I genuinely, genuinely want the best for people I train, for myself. So I will make sure that I'm putting the effort into people. And it the, the thing that wears me down is when I don't get that in return. Yeah. But I'm sitting here going, oh, you have no idea what you're capable And I've said that to people. You have no idea what you're capable of. Or you have no idea how strong you are. Mm. Or you got, that through, you got through that easier than you usually do. Like I notice these things. Yeah. I was like, you're taking steps forward but you don't see it. Yeah. So it's when people click and go, fuck, I am. It's so satisfying. Yeah. That's yeah. what keeps me going. That's what makes me, makes me wake up at dickhead o'clock and fucking yeah. turn up to the gym. And yes, since becoming a PT, I've started on coffee, um, but I don't need it to keep me going. It's mm. like, right, we're here for a reason. Like, yeah. as much as I'm putting in to people, it's like, I want to make, I need affirma- or confirmation that what I'm doing for you is helping. Yeah. So if we're putting in the same amount of effort, you're going to be fine. Yeah. If I'm not doing my job or you're not doing your job, then you're not going to take any steps forward. Yeah. And that's what people lose sight of when they give you money and go, cool, I need to fix these things. It's like, yeah, sweet, I'll help you. You also need to do work as well. We're not done. You it works are- both ways. Yeah. yeah. You are just beginning. Um, that's the thing, like you're helping them. You're kind of... Um, accommodating them on their journey to getting fitter but at the end of the day they're the ones that are doing it for sure that's what people don't realize like we are we are support networks yeah we are support networks that can guide you in certain areas we can show you different things but it's a lead a horse to water situation that's it 100% if you don't want to help yourself you're going to be giving me money every week for very little return yeah and that's a very bad business thing to say on a platform like this but let's be real if you're not willing to help yourself a nutritionist isn't going to help you a PT is not going to help you um, fucking whatever or, you know, a, a therapist isn't going to help you if you're not willing to help yourself you're in trouble mm. um, yeah, so that that's you know if I can make people realize that or people do realize that and there are people that I train at the moment who are in both sides of that fence yeah ones that are switched on and ones that need to switch it on yeah but those ones that are switched on, like I constantly say to them, like, do you remember when you first started? Mm. Or do you remember when like we started doing 
deadlifts or mm. whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's why helping people, I guess, achieve things, and when you see that, it's rewarding. Yeah. And that's kind of the ethos, I guess, of back yourself, as we talked about it, is supporting people and helping people literally back themselves. And exactly. And if you know, if you weren't there, they'd they'd still be able to do it, I guess. Yeah, and it's um, it's very rewarding. Yeah. It's fucking super taxing, but you know, you take the good with the bad, and I'll take if I get some good every now and again, I'll deal with the bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I forgot the other. What was the other half of the question? Sorry. Um, it was uh, that was pretty much it. Yeah. It's con- what continues to drive you, I guess, and and motivate you. But I guess you've you've answered it. Yeah, from a business perspective, that kind of answers it. But yeah. um, I have this very uh, not negative mindset, but it's a very dangerous mindset of I I still am in the mindset of how the business is doing is a direct reflection on me. Yeah. Because I started the business. People yeah. associate the business with me and now they, they start to associate it with you. But I carry that little chip on my shoulder. Yeah. And that's the motive. That's a motivator. Yeah. But that's also a very negative mindset because once again, tying into what I just said, I can only do so much for people. Mm. And if I'm not getting met, then I need to look, I need to stop looking in and go, yeah. Okay. Is it, am I doing everything I can? Cool. Yeah. So why aren't we taking steps? Why aren't we taking those steps forward? Yeah. Yeah. That, that is, uh, yeah. I, I tread, double-edged sword, yeah, that one, hey? I tread that line sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. And you mentioned, I guess, looking forward and, and into the future. So what what do you see as being the next step 2020 and the future of what you started? Like, Where do you want to be in? 10 years time uh, where, where do you want to be in 10 years time um, <laughs> to be honest I, I have never been one to plan for 5 years time 10 years time mm. like life planning or what am I going to do after school or where do I see the business in 5-10 years like that's not even on my radar yeah. I'm worried about next week Yeah. what's happening next week okay I've got to nail these things for next week if that's ticked off fuck we worry about the week after that like at the moment, my mind's so um, concentrating on, right, when are people going away on holidays? What have I got to do to their debits? When are they back next year? Who's training across the Christmas break? Like mm. even things like expansion, um, that's not even at the front of my mind at the moment. Yeah. In regards to where I see the business going, um, we've mentioned this to a few people now, like both studios will be closed and we will be, starting the back yourself gym and it will not lose the aesthetic of what we currently have like i want a comfortable space for people where they can come in whether it's one pt working or another pt or a group running in a pt but they can feel comfortable they you know could be away from where everything else is so it is that still private environment but we offer you know we add a few more feathers to the cap i want to have more groups running so it's pts and groups if we can get a a massage therapist or a um fucking chiropractor physio sports fizz whatever if they could if they come on board so we create like this little back yourself fitness hub where we can refer in house like that would be great because what are we doing we're offering more services 
to the people that are there you know wanting the most want people to get the most out of their experience mm. and when we say to people it's like oh how's that shoulder oh i just haven't had time to go get it checked it's like well there's a mass there's a acupuncturist or massage person that works upstairs mm. why don't you just book in to go and see them yeah you know like more accountability more. Ex- exactly so i want to be able to grow the business evolve the business but not lose what it was when, when i started not lose what it's become now but have a better range of things, if that makes sense. And you don't want to be the the person that's in the books behind the house. Like you want to, you want to be in the trenches. You For want to sure. Be- because what, like that chip on my shoulder is not going anywhere. Like yeah, that's why you did it in the first place. Exactly. And there's there's a uh, a lot of private studios opening up now, and I think that's great. Mm. Um, but you hear them all say the same things. It's like oh yeah, you know, come in for the groups and. Um, private training studios and all that kind of stuff and sweet we're going to be one of them as well and it's all about wherever you feel comfortable if you yeah. feel comfortable training where we are or if you feel comfortable training with one of us then fucking sweet come on in we're ready to work we're going to help you take steps forward if that's yeah. with some if that's with someone else sweet go and train with them that's cool like i'm not one of those people that holds a grudge about you're leaving why are you leaving yeah it's like that's cool yeah do you like if you don't want to work here, that's fine. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to beg you to stay. If you want to work, I'm going to make sure we work. Yeah. So that's that's hopefully where I see the business going. We get that. Like you, you threw the word out community, which I like. <laughs> I want everyone to, people don't have to necessarily hang out. That's cool. But be able to have a friendly chat with the regular faces. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Very different from the, Typical commercial gym where you're just a number and exactly, you know, you just you get in and get out. You know, I think I think if you're offering something that's a little bit more personable and people are there because they want to be there, mm. you're gonna do well and people are gonna come because they wanna they wanna train they wanna be a part of something. Yeah, well, very like I'm sure you could tell me a fact about every single person that you train or what's going on in their life, and I'm exactly the same. Like every single person that walks through my doors, I can tell you what's going on with them at the moment. Mm. And we will not lose that. I refuse to let that happen. Yeah. And the moment that does start to waver, if that would ever happen, then I need to reassess what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my mentality anyway. Yeah. Cool. All right. We've got a few questions to finish off. There's going to be quick, quick, short, sharp ones. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Get ready. Go Come for on, it. please. Um, all right. Hardest workout you've ever done? Fuck. Hardest workout I've ever done. Um, <laughs> You're 10. No. <laughs> there was... Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I've done a fuckload of workouts. Um, haven't thought about this, have you? No. I think the, the Movember burpees is always a killer. Yeah. Um, last year, especially when there was 1,700. Um, that was pretty awful yeah um that's fucked and it's generally that day two or day three when that the doms is fully set in and you're just like how am i going to physically push myself up and down off the ground so that's pretty tough um what's the most amount of burpees you've done in a day uh (laughs) yeah like four fifty five hundred burpees it's not enjoyable i don't go fast that's your answer yeah so (laughs) but there's been things like you know, where you couple exercises together. Yeah. So like 
okay, 2K row into 100 weighted step-ups. Yeah. And your legs are just cactus. Yeah. Your body has no idea what's going on. Or even like, I'll run 5K on the treadmill, which is horrible like I mentioned, and then get straight in the pool and swim laps. Yeah. And you start to, because I wear goggles, you start to get a little bit of a head throb and the world starts to just have a little bit of a tilt. And you're yeah. Like, okay, I'll just have a second here and just yeah. collect myself. <laughs> but yeah, they're probably, that's, yeah, it's, Probably not the toughest workouts, but coupling of exercises yeah, yeah. that are horrible. Okay, cool. Um, what advice would you give to a younger Matt Brown? In in life or um, business or let's go life. Let's get away from business. In life, um, oh, that's a fucking good one. <laughs> Stay focused. Yep. Um, I, I like I. I'm bad at reflecting on things. Mm. I generally reflect, and this is going to sound very bad. I generally, generally, generally reflect in a negative way. Mm. Go fuck! I wish I didn't do that, mm. or I wish that didn't happen. Because once again, it's me striving for striving for greatness. Yeah. So I, I think back to like when I was like I was on the dole. Like, I was just pissing my money away, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, I I would be like, if advice for my younger self would be get your fucking license as soon as you can and just get a job, a job. Any job. That pays. So, yeah. you have money. So, you're not trying to sort your life out at 24. When did you get your license? 27. Loser. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know how to drive a manual. That's crazy. Man, I used to walk everywhere and it didn't phase me at all. So wow. you got to imagine PT life. Yeah. First uh, first yeah. session of the day, I would get up an hour earlier than that. That's crazy. To eat and walk. And then I would walk in whatever weather was happening. Middle, really? middle of winter, I would walk in the rain. That's insane. So That's dedication. Yeah. I my, That was one of my big gripes. If I can get up and walk... 45 minutes to, to work yeah how can you not wake up for your alarm that's insane and drive you know that yeah 27 you got your license yeah I was wow. a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> piece of shit yeah. that's you funny you a piece of shit for breakfast <laughs> um, what's something you do every day without failure that you feel is a requirement or strategy to succeed in your day um, so I am very routine based. Yeah. So I think that stems from when I was playing sport. Yeah. I was I was weird. Like I would I would have that. So there'd be a game on before hours before hours, and I'd be going cool. It's half time. Now I'm gonna start my warm up. No, sorry. I'll put my shoes on. I'm gonna start my warm up. Mess around a little bit. Okay. Now I have to fill my water bottle up. Go to the bathroom. Now I'm going to start my proper stretches and stuff and get ready to roll. So like, I'd just be, mm. all right, I need to be at the game this early yeah, yeah, to yeah. start that routine. So yeah. thing I've got to do every day is like, I'm routine. So my alarm goes off at five, wake up, I'm five, 10 past five, I'm out the door. I've had enough time to wash my face, have a drink, make my coffee, get my food for the day, I'm out. Yeah. Um, I'm exactly the same at the end of the day too so I get home from work have a shower 8.30 cool I'm going to bed yeah it's just that routine really? yeah okay. yeah so 
I may not be on, like I'm not asleep at 8.30, but in bed. it's that routine. Yeah, okay. Because like you would know, it's like, oh, you start going to bed at oh, 9.30, 10 o'clock. Yeah. And you've had six, seven hours, or oh, six, five hours sleep. Mm-hmm. It's rough. Yeah. And people will hear that and be like, you go to bed at 8.30, how much sleep do you need? But like the amount of nonsense going on in my brain, Yeah. I need to stop. Yeah. That is time for myself. One thing I will not sacrifice is, I don't nap, but... This is when I go to bed. Yeah, okay. This is when I wake up. Okay. The routine is something you have every day. Every day. Cool. All right. Finishing question. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. If you could interview any person alive right now, who would it be and why? Nice one. Um, it's a good question. Well, all good questions. Thank you. Um, took me 10 minutes. <laughs> I... I enjoy listening to people talk who have crazy mentalities. Yeah. Like the podcasts that I listen to, like all the Joe Rogan podcasts that I listen to are athletes or ex-military people. It's hard, hard dudes. Like just the way their brain operates. Yeah. And I love, um, I love hearing like how crazy that people are willing to be yeah to get to where they want to be like yeah. who, who was i listening to terence crawford so he's a boxer yeah and he was saying that on thanksgiving like he he's one of the one of the boxing champs he had a big feed and fell asleep for a couple of hours and woke up at like one o'clock and felt like shit so he woke the rest of his crew up and we're like we're training let's go and then he went and ran in the snow while they followed him really? like just shit like that like I <laughs> love that so it would be a sports person because obviously I, I just don't know David Goggins nah Goggins no I think it'd be someone like a Michael Jordan okay or a Kobe Bryant yeah or a LeBron James yeah so guys who are that like just because I'm a basketball guy guys who are the peak or were the peak of like that was that's even that's how people are measured now yeah, LeBron, Kobe, Michael. Who is the, who is the greatest player? Because they are the three greatest players of all, all time. Right, choose one. Um, I would, if I'm being honest, it would probably be Kobe Bryant. Yeah, and I'm not a Lakers fan at all. I fucking hate the Lakers. Yeah, but his mentality, yeah, is crazy. You know, it's probably because like when I started watching basketball, I came in on the very back end of Michael Jordan. So I only got to see his stuff retrospectively. Yeah. And, you know, you don't hear... Like, the stories you do hear are crazy, but they're from the older NBA guys. Mm. But because Kobe was more in my era... Like, it wasn't... I'm not a Kobe Bryant fanboy at all. Like, Lakers, gross. But um, hearing his stories, like, whether it's more social media orientated or whatever, and, like, just seeing how he... like snapped tore his Achilles or snapped his Achilles or something and then still shot the two free throws after doing it and then limped off the court that's crazy or you know little little things like that or you know stories like Michael Jordan where he'd he would turn up before practice and shoot 3,000 shots before yeah. before anyone else or after practice you know yeah. what I mean like that's crazy I love that shit so so much dedication for sure dedication to the craft and like I wouldn't have started the Back Yourself podcast if I didn't didn't want to know about mentality. Yeah. Um, 
So I, that stuff really, really interests me. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, why do you do that? What makes you tick? Like, yeah. And those guys at that level probably have some of the hardest mentalities in the world. Yeah. And you think about average Joes and people are so easy to go, it's too hard. Mm. It's like, motherfucker, this is not too hard at all. Like, mm. put it in perspective. This is nothing. Mm. And I like, oh, I've got my phone bill and internet due this week. Fuck. It's like, so? Who yeah. cares? Oh, Oh, I'm going to go to PT this afternoon. It's like, that's a good thing. Yeah, be happy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I like people with crazy mentality. So yeah, yeah. probably like Kobe Bryant because he's got that kind of killer mentality. Yeah, cool. The um, black mamba. Yeah, yeah. But once again, not a Lakers fan at all. Repeat, <laughs> not a Lakers fan. Yeah. All right, yeah. Mate, that's, uh, that's all the questions I had. Yeah. Um, got any ones off the cuff? Off the cuff? Uh, yeah, putting you on the spot, mate. Any more? Okay. Um... Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, my brain's fried. Um, Cameron. What, <laughs> what is the? What's the? I guess mindset of your. I guess future with your own training. Like, are you happy to keep doing what you're doing? Do you want to? continue trying different things yeah okay that's a good question um i what's my mindset towards my training i'm not training for performance Mm. i'm training for how i feel i train for can i do something that i couldn't do before yeah am i improving something that i was shit at before yeah i don't really give a fuck what my one rm bench is i don't care if i'm training for a run then i'll care about like i try and work to certain times but it doesn't always have to be performance result sorry it doesn't have to be result orientated it can be performance orientated Mm. so if i feel good between the years after a session or um i've improved something that i knew i was shit at success yeah when i want to train for something like a half marathon then i'll flick the switch and go this is what i'm doing yeah okay you just need that goal to for sure go for that definitely definitely so i'm very goal orientated yeah um so if I'm working towards something, I'm going to work towards it. Like, I'm not going to ever step on stage and compete in in body sculpting stuff. You don't have the body for it. No, no I do not. <laughs> Zero. So I'm never going to be one of those guys that, um, if it fits your macros yeah. and I need to eat 17 grams of protein per. That's that's not me. Like, who gives a shit? I track my calories to make sure I'm eating enough, doing what I do. But that's like I'm not going to step on stage. Or I'm not trying to change weight divisions in a fight. Like, I'm not going to worry about that shit. Mm. I don't care if the dude next to me is doing 180 kilo deadlifts. Yeah. That doesn't phase me at all. Like, I'm going to do fucking your stupid workout. 50 pull-ups and 100 (laughs) push-ups, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's why I train. Like, I don't... Yeah. People that... I kind of ask the question in my head, why are you doing that? Mm. When when I see some people train... Because, yeah, I feel like not, not enough people have reason as to why they're doing something. I'm trying to be stronger than I was last week. It's fucking sweet. Yeah. But how's that going to help you? Yeah. And then also, too, knowing what I kind of know now about human body and how it moves, it's like, how correct are you actually doing that move? Mm. Like, how, are you just... Is your body cheating and using dominant muscles instead of using the correct muscles? Mm. Like, you know, that's... Yeah, we can go a whole in a whole wormhole mm. of that stuff, 
of why are you doing that? Yeah. And I'm sure they'll be able to give you a reason, but each to their own, you know? Yeah. I think it's a good mentality to have that, to always be trying to continually learn stuff and grow and develop because I think the minute you think you know everything, especially as a trainer, then you're limiting yourself so much. Definitely. And that I I was actually talking to um, Craig from Blueprint on the podcast about that. And I was speaking to... Fuck, who was I talking to before that? Joe from um, Hit Station. So, fuck, if you think you know everything, you're only going to go so far as a trainer. And I think advice for new trainers from me and probably from you would be that don't ever assume that you know everything after you're doing your course because nah. I know for me the most I learned was when I got a job and my first client walked in the door and they had a knee issue and they had a shoulder issue and you kind of just gotta you gotta find out stuff pretty quick mm. otherwise you're gonna make you're gonna lose a client or, for sure you're gonna make fuck ups and I was talking to someone the other day about about just being a trainer and like I guess people don't realize that it's such a like, yeah, you've got to have knowledge and you've got to know stuff, but more importantly, you've got to be a people person and you've got mm. to be able to have a relationship with the client and, you know, you could be the most knowledgeable, brainy motherfucker out there, mm. but if you can't communicate and you can't talk and, and have that relationship, then you're not going to be a good trainer. Yeah, exactly. And that's something I, I know you have. Yeah. You know, you've, got, you've got the ability to talk to people and have care and have concern. And so. And that's what, like... Throwing back to what I was talking about before. We're a support network for people. Mm. So I genuinely want the best for every single person that trains with us. And I'll be here to listen to your problems. And I'm going to help you with your niggles as much as I can. But then I'm going to go, hey, it's time to see something on it. Like, it's time to go see a physio. Whatever. And if you don't do that, it's like, well, okay. How how important is fixing this problem? Yeah. Things like that. And uh, um, I know, like for yourself and you'd be able to say it like you did your courses and you didn't like it's cool I know all this stuff and then didn't really learn anything until you got a client and yeah. a job and then so you would have learnt again when you were trying to manage multiple clients mm. and then you would have learnt again when you walked into back yourself fitness and it's like now you're running your own shop yeah being involved with challenges trying to trying to work new ideas and things like like it's an ever learning process you know what I mean so I'm constantly learning I learn every day mm-hmm. I learn from myself learn from my own body when I train I learn from people um, as I train them <clears throat> it's like cool I've just noticed your hips do this mm. so Why they do that? what's going on here <laughs> and then I'll break it down and see what's going on and yeah, yeah. if you're not learning you're just fucking doing you know yeah. and that's you're not going to go anywhere you're just treading water yeah and in today's society, it's so easy to learn. There's so much on YouTube. Yeah. So much free information. Mm. Weekend courses. The amount of, like, I the amount of things I've seen on YouTube, I'm going. I'm going to go try that on myself. Mm. And if I can feel it work, sweet. Guess what? Clients are going to get it this week. Mm. Or if I go to a physio and they give me a certain exercise and it really works my glutes, I go cool. Guess who's doing this all the people who have weak glutes Mm -hmm. you're getting this exercise Mm -hmm. so being able to like take stuff in and adopt add it to your little arsenal exactly it's constantly building it's not stealing it's you know we're all working in the same industry of helping people so yeah yeah, if you're one of those people that cracks the sads because someone took your exercise you're a a dick 
Yeah, no one's creating new stuff. No. It's all... Absolutely not. It's this big revolving wheel. Mm. <laughs> cool, mate. Sweet. We done? I think that's it. That's all I got. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. That was good. That was good. All right, guys. That is the back end of... Or the back end. The very end of season one of the Back Yourself podcast. Um, once again, I appreciate everyone who has subscribed already and has listened. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Um, we will be back in 2020 with new topics and new guests and we're looking to grow and build on this little platform that I've created. But until then, hope everyone has a safe holiday period and gets a chance to unwind and relax. Whatever it is you're going to do, bloody back yourself. Yeah. Right, see you next year. <laughs>